If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it's a busy day here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Information Network. Of course, those of you just joining us, we've added a lot of radio channels across the country. You've joined us on a great day as the Monday after the regular season ends. Michael Lombardi, we've got big news, breaking news as we start the show. The Arizona Cardinals have fired coach Cliff Kingsbury, who 10 months ago signed a contract extension through 2027. Kingsbury out. Also, Steve Keim is out. Your reaction? Well, I mean, I think this was expected, right? And certainly this was not the way that Michael Bidwell and the team thought they would go. Uh, I don't know what they're going. I mean, Kime isn't expected back. I think Adrian Wilson and there's another gentleman that have assumed the duties as co-general managers. I hear they're in line to get that job, but it'll be fascinating where this takes off. I mean, we know Denver has an opening. We know Indianapolis has an opening. We also know that Houston now has an opening. And where does the Sean Payton sweepstakes end up? And talking to people in the league yesterday about Sean, you know, uh, I feel like unless – a team has assets to give the Saints, high assets, I find it hard to believe he's going to end up going there. For example, Denver had, doesn't have a first-round pick. Hard to go there. You know, the Rams, if that job opens up with Sean McVay leaving, he, they don't have first-round picks. And if you're going to pay somebody over $20 million a year to run your organization, the team that owns his rights is going to expect a lot back for him. Michael, it was a precipitous fall for Kingsbury accelerated remember 11 and 6 and then they go to Los Angeles for that wild card game last year and something seemed off and then this offseason was tumultuous with Kyler Murray kind of holding the organization ransom 
And here you have a 4-13 four, four finish where nothing ever felt right for the Cardinals this year. Yeah, I mean, look, and it all started. Look, it's going to be funny. The only one who's left standing is the guy who demanded to get his contract extension, and that's uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, think about it. He's the only one left standing. They did everything to make him happy, and now they're all unhappy. I mean, and this is what happens, you know. He's happy. He's got his money. He's not going anywhere. They're out of work. And all it would have taken would have been a little bit of restraint saying simply, no, let's just wait. Let's hold on here. Let's not get carried away with where we are as a football team. We lost a playoff game to the Rams. It wasn't close last year. You know, let's just see where we go with this. But I do think their team building from Kimes' insistence on signing older players, veteran players, has never been very good. I think Cliff Kingsbury is probably better suited to become an offensive coordinator somewhere as opposed to a head coach. Yeah, I think you're right. So breaking news here as we start off the Lombardi line on a Monday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Cliff Kingsbury is out. He had a disastrous tenure as a head coach. He was a bad head coach in college. You mentioned then he was signed at USC to run the offense there, flipped it to that job with Arizona after they got rid of of Steve Wilkes after one season. So interesting run for Cliff Kingsbury, who's just 43, like you mentioned, probably an OC job in his future. Last night, Lovey Smith, after Houston went to Indianapolis and beat the Colts, <laughs> Lovey was relieved of his job after one season there with the Texans. Not surprising at all. You know, I mean, look, Lovey is 27. I think he won his 28th game in, in the last eight years as a head coach yesterday on a fourth and 20 miraculous play that they made and the two-point conversion. So, look, we knew it. If you listen to the Lombardi line on weekends 10 to 12, we said that they were going to play hard. We said that they would compete. And we knew Lovey was going to get fired, and we knew there was no communication between Lovey and the front office about losing the game for this potential first-round pick. Now, what, what strikes me as almost bizarre is the reaction by people that Houston won the game. Like, when you react like that, you've never been in a coach's position. He's going to do everything in his power to win, and the front office can't fire him the next day and tell him not to win. So, like, it was ridiculous. And then the question I have to you, Patrick, is this. Did I miss the memo but is Troy Aikman available in the draft this year? Is is Peyton Manning available in the draft this year? Oh, it's Bryce Young now that becomes the guy that everybody has to have. Like, are we sure Bryce Young is the best player ever to have played that it's worth giving up everything for? Like, I find it unbelievable. I didn't realize, and I must have missed this memo, that the Doug Flutie is back in vogue. The 5'10", 5'11", 189-pound quarterback is something people want to gravitate towards. I think, I think Bryce Young is a great college player. I think he's 189 pounds. I think if we've learned anything this year by the amount of, what is it, 70 quarterbacks that have played, different quarterbacks have lined up behind center, we're going to get a playoff game where we might have Skylar Thompson playing. We, we might have, you know, we might have uh, Tyler Huntley playing. That size doesn't matter at the position? We can throw up the draft order. You mentioned it. Houston with a 4th and 20 conversion, a 2-point conversion. That equals Chicago jumping and leapfrogging the Houston Texans to the one pick in the forthcoming draft. The Texans 2. Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury out 3. Indianapolis Colts, you have to imagine Jeff Saturday is not going to be back there 4. I think he is. I do. I think he's going to be back. Oh, Did you listen to his commentary after the game? 
Did you no. listen to it? Talking no. about next year and how it's going to get better. He was he was spinning this thing forward. Yeah, he was spinning it forward. So Saturday I mean, looks look, to be back. I would it don't look I don't think anything that happens. Have you seen? Look, today Denver is already putting slips in for coaches. Quinn, Raheem Morris, uh, I don't know who else they put one in. I think those two for right now. Dan, uh, they put Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, Owen, oh, and D'Amico Ryans. Those three they've already put slips in. Has Indy put a slip in for anybody yet? Haven't heard it. Now they're going to have to interview some people that we know that, right? But have they, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not like Denver's on, Denver fired their guy to get going, right? Denver fired their guy to get going. And they're going to get going. So, like, seriously, like, I mean, I'm just saying they don't seem to be in a rush in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, and he's got a great relationship with the owner, of course, that being Jeff Saturday. So we shall see. Maybe he's got an inside track. Obviously, uh, they'll have to suffice the Rooney rule, but Indianapolis Colts, that's one. How about the Houston Texans? Casario is going to stay, it looks like, as the general manager. He'll get to choose another head coach. We've seen Denver line up for a bunch of coaches, as you just mentioned. To anybody, any rumblings as far as Houston? I know it's early. I think this is Brian Flores' job. I think okay. that the reason that Nick is surviving is because I think Nick, for all the Josh McCowan conversation, I think Nick wanted to hire Brian Flores. And then when Flores filed that lawsuit against the league, I think that put a little bit of a damper into it, right? I think that became a problem. And because of that, they, they went in another direction. And that's where we started to hear about Josh McCowan and we started hearing different things. I think if if he's allowed to hire Flores, I think that means he's going to stay. He wants to have alignment. Right now, that's a mess in Houston. It is a complete mess. And it's obvious by the disconnect between what happened on the field and what everybody thinks should have happened. But to me, I, I think when you break this down, it, it's pretty clear that he wanted to hire. And if he gets a chance to hire another guy again, then this is all because they are they're, they're, he went with the owner's choice not the choice he wanted. But l- let's also put this in perspective too, please. Let's let's also say this. You know, this all this talk about having the first pick in the draft is really kind of comical. I mean, remember Mitchell Trubisky went 2. Deshaun Watson went 12. Patrick Mahomes went 10. I think Josh Allen went 5, right? Like so like there's there's just because you have the first pick doesn't mean you get the best player. So Arizona is interesting because Bidwell now has to completely, obviously, reconfigure the organization. He had time for years, Michael. He's gone. Kingsbury now gone. Bidwell, what will he do? He's got to hire a front office and a head coach. I don't know what he'll do. You know, I, I think that's a, that's the, the from talking to people. I think he wants somebody with head, somebody who he can work with, who can develop. You know, I I think it. I think this is going to be open to everybody. I've heard, you know, defensive coach. I've heard they're interested in Don Martindale. I heard they're interested in 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 actually Vance Joseph, who's on the staff, who's well respected in the building. I think it's a complete mess there. They have no alignment within that building. There's no alignment. Everybody's kind of scattered. Nobody really knows. And the way Kime operated that organization because of his relationship with the owner made it very difficult. And nobody's accountable. I mean, when you go ahead and give in to the ransom letter that they gave in to Kyler Murray and you allow him to become what he has become and he's your signature player, I don't know how you get it back in order. 
I was going to say, you might as well just turn the organization over. He held you for ransom. He's got you for years now in a headlock, that being Kyler Murray. Say, okay, what do you want then? And we'll see how yeah. this next four years plays out. I mean, you can't do that, obviously. I'm being a bit facetious. Uh, other news. Uh, Joe Woods is out as defensive coordinator there with the Cleveland Browns. I guess the only question is, does Stefanski hold on to his job? It looks like he might. Well, I think when you see this as a, as a fan of the sport, if you see that the coach is making moves, I think ultimately that's that that means the coach is safe. I'm not sure at seven and ten how Kevin is safe, especially consider what Mike Tomlin was able to do during the season with a rookie quarterback and turning that team really into a playoff team. I said this on the podcast, Patrick, and I think you'll agree. I mean, the two seven seeds that we have today, Seattle and 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 in uh, Miami. I think the better seven seeds would have been Pittsburgh and Detroit. Sure, absolutely. But they Certainly. lost to those teams, yep. so they lose the tiebreaker, which I, I'm not trying to change the rules here. But I think to me, Pittsburgh, the way he brought that team back, how bad they were, 38-3 to to Buffalo earlier in the year, to where they were dominating the Browns, where if you're Jimmy Haslam, wait a minute, why am I always getting out coached by this guy in Pittsburgh? That's fair. That's fair. We'll get to the football next, but as the dust settles on these coaches, are we missing anybody, Michael Lombardi? Maybe Ron well, I, Rivera? I think, the, I think, I think the, well, Ron Rivera is not going to happen until we know what's going on with the owner. I think the, sure. the, the, the thing is going to – the rub here is when the owner wants to fire a coach, an assistant coach, and the head coach doesn't want to do it. That's happening at the Jets. Interesting. Interesting. There's always a couple of surprises, so – as we have an hour and 50 minutes to go here on the Lombardi line, don't go anywhere because I'm sure something's going to break during the show. The playoffs are set in the NFL. We've got the numbers next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Lombardi Line is brought to you by BetMGM. It's the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com or download the app right now. It's reconfigured, so the in-game experience is so much better. You got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. And of course, you know, Visa and Michael Lombardi is now heard on the Sports Map Radio across the country, including I've always wanted to be live in Auburn, Alabama. Well, guess what? The oh, Tiger man. 95.9 WAUD. We are live. So we want to welcome everybody at the Tiger 95.9 WAUD in Auburn, and Alabama. Would, and, and why would it be called the Tiger? Why would it be the home of Charles Barkley? Still can remember. It that only day. makes sense. In. That, I still sense. remember that day I walked in that gym and I saw something I had never seen before in my entire life. And it was some kid that looked like he was had this biggest butt I've ever seen. And he jumped as high as I could ever imagine. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a freak right there. It's so good. Barkley, Barkley might be underrated. And those uh, listening on the Tiger 95.9 in Auburn, Alabama know it's it. Not in my book. Uh, not my, I still have, I have it here in the office. I still have the Auburn, I think it was the 84 media guy with him on the cover, Duncan. Uh, you know, they, that was, it's, you know, it's funny. We talk about the first pick in the draft in the last block, right? So uh, the year Barkley came out of high school, out of Leeds High School in Alabama, there were two great high school basketball players, Bobby Lee Hurt and Charles Barkley. And it came down to naturally one was going to go to Alabama, one would go to Auburn. Hurt went to Alabama. The Tiger got Auburn. And they got the one. Go Tigers. So we welcome you. And again, you're listening to live to the best sports betting news and information from the sports betting capital of the world. That's, of course, Las Vegas. So we welcome you to VSIN and the Lombardi line. So we have the numbers, a wild card schedule, and the odds are out. We've got a Monday night game, which you look forward to as far as 
wildcard weekend, Michael Lombardi. I don't know if you've looked, if you want to take a stab at these numbers. I'm guessing maybe you've peeked ahead. I did but peek I can... at them this morning. Okay. Yeah, I did. I looked at them because I, I wanted to see what the line was, what they opened the line. I think is important for anybody new to our program. Opening lines are important because the book is really shrewd. Yeah, they're really shrewd. They they have a lot of information, and I wanted to see the opening line of the Miami Buffalo game because I think if if I felt like there was a chance two was going to play, I think they would have set the line somewhere around eight. But the line got set at eleven, which tells me I think the book doesn't think he's going to play. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's the early game on Sunday. Miami TBD at quarterback right now. Buffalo, of course. That's early on Sunday. Right now, DraftKings is sitting 11, and then other shops are sitting 10 and a half. But to your point, that doesn't feel like a Tua number. We back up just a no, little bit. On, go ahead. Oh, New England was seven and a half, right? Now, look, Miami hasn't played well. They, I mean, I mean that we can go that game, Miami Jet game, could be a 30 for 30 documentary. The fact that Miami gained over 300 yards and the Jets with this incredibly great defense, this greatest team of all time defensively, you know, we were, we're checking receipts here that Robert Salai said, you know, only got 170 yards of total offense down there against the Miami defense, which isn't very good, you know. So that that's surprise. So I, New England was a seven-and-a-half point dog going up there yesterday, and now Miami's 11. It tells me two is not playing. Now, at least they <laughs> feels, think he's not going to play. Yeah, I, I 100% feels like that's not a two a number. Let's back up just to give the numbers. Seattle, San Francisco, that's going to kick off Wild card weekend on Saturday. Of course, Seattle ekes in. Interesting game there against the Rams in Seattle yesterday, which we'll get to. Uh, San Francisco open 10, sitting 10. No surprise here, it's doubles. No, but you know what's interesting too, Patrick, looking at the board is how many early bets there are. So on this game on my board, which is betting splits, if you go to sign up for the VC email, you get to see all this stuff, is there's been already 4,300 bets made on it which is a lot. Most people, the, the casual better for those that haven't been around, the casual better usually doesn't bet until the day of the game. The pro bettors, as Vinny often says, Vinny Maiula, the, head, the director of, sport, of betting over at the South Point, they bet numbers. And so w- when you see a lot of action in the number, for example, Dallas-Tampa, that number opened up Dallas as a three-point favorite. It's already down to two and a half. It's already down to two and a half because people took the bucks and the three. Do they think the Bucks are going to win? No. No, they don't. They just like the number three. So I think in this game, you know, this why this number here at, at 10, I, I expect it'll go up. I think it'll go – it'll tick up a little bit. It'll stay somewhere between 10. And depending on the injury report coming out of Seattle, the injury report coming out of San Francisco, we could see some movement. Yeah, it's interesting, Michael, because Circa, for example, opened San Francisco 9.5 and, and immediately took San Francisco money. So I had to go up to that key number of 10. And that's where right. it sits right now. The next one, of course, the late game on Saturday, the Chargers at Jacksonville. Now, most shops open with the visitor and the Chargers a one-point favorite, but I'm seeing you know, a lot of adjustments to a pick them here. It's flicked, yeah, it's picked them. And I think we're going to see this go back and forth, but I think it'll definitely go to Jacksonville if Mike Williams doesn't play. What was he doing yesterday, Patrick? What okay, was he doing? Is that are we are we going to go there now? Do we want to do that for the Tiger down in Alabama? Are we are we going to do uh, I this mean, now? What because... was he doing? I mean, like I gave out Denver at three with my picks on Sunday morning to Bill Ad. It pushed. I'm sorry. It should have never pushed. I mean, the two-point play pushed it. It should have been a. It should have been an easy Denver win. But for some reason, Staley decided to play everybody because he said, he said 
you can only manage so many people. Meanwhile, back in Philadelphia, at the same time, no Barkley, no Daniel Jones, no Leonard Williams, no Adoree, none of those guys played. But if I'm the if I'm the Chargers general manager, my order of importance of health for players of my team would go like this. Herbert one, Mike Williams two, Joey Bosa three, and then four would be Eckler. Like, okay, so those four are definitely not going to play. Now, you have enough on the roster to manage around that. There is no way on a Monday we can add ESPN Northwest Arkansas 99.5 in Little Rock and not give them this clip from Brandon Staley. Well, we only get we only get two practice squad elevations for the game, and you have to put a team out there. And you can't decide when you're having to play a football game who isn't going to play and who is going to play and how you're going to subtract this. you got to go out there and play the football game because we don't. Have, this isn't the preseason where you have 90 guys to choose from. You only have 48 prep players to choose from. So you have to go out there. You have to field a football team. And so we did it the best we could. We wanted to play well in the game, and then we wanted to be safe for next week, and that's what we did. I'll just let you react. Go ahead. That's I Brandon mean, Staley talking he's about full of cra- he's full of it. He's full of himself. He thinks he's smarter than the people asking the question. Like, why did why did why was it easier for Brian Dable to do it? and It wasn't for you. And and here's the other retort that I would go back to him. You always carry th- two quarterbacks. So you could have activated a third string quarterback. Okay, you get there's one of your activations. You always carry six receivers into a game. Maybe you carry seven. Some teams only carry five, but you only play three at a time, so you could have taken Williams out, or you could have activated a receiver and kept Williams down. There's two activations. I solved your problem. You played most of the year without Joey Bosa. I solved that problem. You've got three running backs on the roster. Make Eckler inactive. I solved that problem. So why are you trying to convince me you had a hard decision? I just solved all your problems. It was an interesting strategy, and Mike Williams, who's been battling those lingering ankle issues, Michael, he limped off the field and then had to be helped with a cart. That's your deep threat. That's an issue. Also, Joey Bosa, who was just activated in Week 17, had been dealing with groin and also this week had been battling an illness. He seemed to get a little banged up in the game yesterday. So at one point, the Murray, the linebacker, looked like he got banged up. So it was an interesting strategy, to say the least, by your boy Brandon Staley. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, and, and I, I get it. He wanted to play well. I'm full of that, right? I mean, the Bucks put Brady out there for the first quarter. He brought him down the field, right? And and then they got Brady the hell out of the game. I mean, somebody texted me this the other the, or, or sent this to me on, on on social. Think of what Staley did. Staley did what Staley did yesterday would be like if Andy Reid held a scrimmage on Saturday of this week, full scrimmage live. And Mahomes was live. And all his best players had to play 70 plays. Like, would he do that? Of course he would. Why would he? I get you have to play somebody. I said that on the air on Sunday morning. You you know, you can't rest everybody. But you got to rest the ones that mean the most. Yeah, it was a dubious strategy, to say the least. It was odd watching people react to it because I think a little bit you know, we thought maybe if you saw Herbert and the starters, you'd see him in the first half, and then they came yeah. out and ready to go into the fourth. So it just kept on going and going and going. It was pretty odd. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, and, it, and his excuse doesn't justify it. It's ridiculous. Everybody in the league knows it, too. Everybody was wondering, like, what are you doing? I mean, I'm sure Denver was wondering, what are you doing? Yeah. 
It's 100%. All right, let me close out these numbers. Uh, middle of the day sandwich game on Sunday. You've got the Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota's laying three. We talked about that last week, where we thought that number would open and close. We thought it would open three. We'll see if it closes closer to two and a half like we suspected. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Cincinnati opened six and a half. They're still sitting six and a half. TBD as far as Lamar Jackson, of course. We'll find out what happens with him and will he play this week. Dallas, Tampa Bay, as Michael mentioned. Dallas is a two and a half, three-point favorite on the road at Brady and the Bucks. Okay, good stuff. Excited about the postseason. When we come back, Thomas Gable from behind the race and sports book at the Borgata is going to join us. Talk about wildcard weekend. And also tonight, we've got a national championship game, TCU, Georgia. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I told you this weekend we've never done this before, and that is give out the VP subscriber for $9.99. So again, you can become a VEASAN Pro for just $9.99 in an introductory offer right now. That's never been done before, so make sure you take advantage of it. It's a month for $9.99. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips. VEASAN.com slash subscribe, including Thomas Gable, who's got three for subscribers and pros. He's got three college basketball plays today. As we welcome you in, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. Those of you joining us for the first time across the country on the radio, welcome to the team. We're happy to have you. We head out to the Borgata behind the race and sports book is the man that runs it, Thomas Gable. He's part of the team as well. And we say hi to TG. Let's start with what's pressing, and that's tonight. TCU, Georgia, just about seven miles away from me here in Los Angeles. I've got it mostly 13s. Where are you sitting with Georgia favored here? Yes, we're at 13 and a half, right back to where we opened this. And uh, the total is currently sitting at 63 and a half. And this is a game when you look at the splits and who's betting what, it it really comes down to the public is all over TCU in this. And um, you have the respected money coming in on Georgia. Uh, They laid the, uh, when it was 12 and a half, they laid that, they laid the 13. Uh, this morning, so now back up to thirteen and a half. But when you look at the ticket splits, I mean, you're you're writing, you know, four or five TCU tickets for every Georgia ticket. You're right. So it's uh, the the public really uh, loves the dog here in this spot tonight, and uh, even even on the money line as well. Yeah, you know, for me, this is a hard one. I mean, obviously TCU is a tremendous story, and they and they beat Michigan and. They declared themselves. But this reminds me a little bit of the Alabama-Georgia game one. Alabama-Georgia game one last year, I thought Alabama had a huge advantage in that game because he was going to come out and play a certain way, and it would probably catch Georgia off guard, typically not, not what Alabama would do. I feel the same way. TCU declared how they played Michigan. And Kirby now has had what, 10 days? Has it been a week? I don't know how long it is. To kind of figure out this is what they're going to do, right? This is how they're going to attack us. This is their this is their strategy, and we've got to be able to adjust to that. And I think ultimately, if, if I believe Kirby's as smart as I think he is, I think he has a good adjustment, and he controls the pace of the game. I think a lot of this is about controlling the pace of the game more so than anything because you can't just keep giving the ball back to TCU in this offense. Are they hitting the total at all? So again, 13 and a half with Georgia laying it. 
63 and a half, somewhere right there, 62 and a half, in between that as far as the total. Yeah, we're at 63 and a half right now, a little bit more money on the over, which I would expect, again, it's a national title game, so you have a lot of people who are betting it, and the public likes to bet overs, especially when their most recent memory is what they saw in the semifinals uh, with with both of those games and both those scores in those games. So, um, you know, when that recency bias of, hey, both these teams put up a lot of points, uh, in those games, so I, I, w- I would expect the uh, the over to uh, to be the popular play here today. We do have a little bit more money on the over currently. Yeah, okay. I, I, my sense of it is, if I like Georgia, I got to play the under, and why? Because I got to pace the game a little bit. I've got to slow it down. I can't. I, although I beat Ohio State in a track meet, that's not really how I want to play. And I think if I run from two backs, Michigan was so much one back run. You know, that read option run. Georgia will run a little different run game. I think it's got to be a slower pace game if I'm Georgia to win the game. I think if I'm taking Georgia in the 12, laying the 12 and a half, I'm going to do it in a slow pace game. I'm taking the under 63. Okay. We'll have plenty more over the next hour and a half here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Thomas Gable from behind the race and sports book at the Borgata in Atlantic City joins us. What's your takeaway from a wonky week 18? That was a pretty wild ride yesterday. What was it like at the book as far as what happened on that last full Sunday? Yeah, I mean, obviously a really interesting day overall. Uh, it, it was one of those games of. Before we go any further, kudos to both of you because yesterday when we were on when we were on the air, I asked you both. I said, "Which team is going to break up these money line parlays, which were so popular yesterday?" And you both hit it. You you both one said the Packers and one said the Cowboys. So so good job to both of you on that one. Thanks, TG. That's what uh that's what did it for the money line parlays. I mean, the, the Cowboys game was was a big one for us. Uh, obviously, the Eagles and the way that finished was was huge. Uh, we, we weren't taking much Giants money at all until uh, later later in the afternoon. Uh, so that was a great result for us. Um, the 49ers, not so much. Uh, that that was probably, I was on with uh, Mitch and Paul this morning. I said the Cardinals probably had the least amount of tickets written on them of any team in any regular season game this year for us. It wow. was, you, couldn't, you couldn't find any Cardinals takers in that. So uh, everybody cleaned up in the 49ers game, but uh, we got all back with the Eagles and then some with the uh, with the Cowboys. And the Seahawks-Rams game late was also a good result for us. And we, we touched on that yesterday where, you know, we said the, these teams that are quote-unquote must-win teams, be careful laying the points. Just don't blindly lay the points with them. Uh, and you, you saw what happened there with uh, with Seattle and the Rams going to overtime. The Seahawks, yeah, they, they – win the game, but they fail to cover. Uh, so it, it's uh, that one was a good result for us as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you have to be real. We talked about it. You know, Kingsbury getting fired. I was nervous a little bit about the Sean McVay bailing on the situation. I thought that might influence it. I thought this, you know, that line was a little too long considering that it took Seattle in Los Angeles that last drive at the end of the game. I know they could have won it in, over, in regulation if the kid makes the kick, but you kind of always felt this was going to be a close game unless that, that Sean McVay news I'm not coming back really permeated through the team, which clearly it didn't. Uh, but I will say this, Patrick. Uh, any thought that Baker Mayfield's a starting quarterback? I, I think mm. his stint in Carolina and, and what we've seen from him with the Rams, I think that puts an end to it. 
Yeah, you can say nighty night to Baker as a starter because McVay is so clever offensively, and that's kind of what kept him in the game. But when Baker needed to make a play, he just couldn't get it done. I totally agree with you. Okay, TG, Thomas Gable. Go can ahead, Michael. You want to finish? No, yeah, please, well, please, Thomas. So, I mean, so I wasn't watching the Broncos Chargers game very closely, but anytime I looked at the screen, I see Justin Herbert still in there, Keenan <laughs> Allen still in there, Mike Williams obviously hurt. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the rationale was there for Staley. To <laughs> really? Why were you confused and, by that, Thomas? Why were you confused and, and that by that? Line, I mean, when you look at the line, I mean, look at the movement in that line. I mean, that line moved nine and a half points from the opener because everybody thought, hey, the, the Broncos, I mean, the Chargers weren't going to be playing anybody. So it was just inexplicable to me that that, that was the case. I mean, it was it was bizarre to me. I kept giving advice out, like get on the. Once we knew that Baltimore was going to lose, jump this line. And when you and I were sitting there at the Borgata yesterday morning, and we saw it go from three to three and a half, up to four, four and a half, and we're like, "Where's this going to end? Where did it end for you?" Like, I, I didn't even check on it. I thought it, it would have. I mean, and then. Six and a half. And then you get that five. And, and if you had had it at three, like I recommended, the two-point play costs you a push. They get the two-point play. It was that That's turnover right. at the end of the game. It's a 10-point game. Even with, as dumb as Staley was, it's still a 10-point game. Yeah, and those curious, uh, by the time the Chargers played Denver, they couldn't change their seating. So nothing could change. The outcome wasn't going to be impacted. They were headed to Jacksonville anyway. Just a weird and wild move by Brandon Staley. Okay, wild card round. Let's get to these numbers. Miami-Buffalo, Michael said the assumption is that's not a Tua number, laying 10.5, 11-ish there. Would you agree? That, that's correct. That, that's correct. So 10.5 right now. Uh, we actually opened this 11. Uh, it's currently sitting 10 and a half. Uh, certainly, I would, uh, you, you can read into that as Michael did, that uh, don't think Tua is going to be uh, starting there for Miami. Uh, the, the other one, uh, to point out the Chargers, also uh, currently laying a point. That's down from a point and a half opener. And uh, again, I mean, they're traveling cross country here. Uh, Jaguars have a little bit more rest, but I mean, you know, you have to question well, what's what's going to be the the injury status here for Mike Williams and, and Bosa, and um, you know that's that's going to be a hard spot for the Chargers, uh, I, I think, in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, if Mike Williams doesn't play, if Mike Williams doesn't play, that line will move. That line will move. It's flipping around right now. It's one zero back. That line will change dramatically. That line will go towards Jacksonville because when Mike Williams isn't out there in full force. They're a different Charger team offensively. Are you sitting Giants, Minnesota 3 right now? Yeah, we are. You know, we talked about this game two weeks ago, what we might make this. And, you know, I I had a little bit of hesitation with the 3. Uh, but right now we're not seeing too much Giants money. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes from, from here. But, yeah, currently that game is uh, at 3. Okay, Thomas Gable runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Stop by and say hi. Remember, for new listeners, not just of VEASAN, but of the Lombardi line right now, you can get Thomas's play and the rest of the host plays over at VEASAN.com. Become a pro for $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. TG, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, TG. Next, we have the therapy couch. We break it out. (laughs) Step into my office.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, BetMGM has an awesome deal for tonight's college football game. Of course, the national championship game. Just log into your BetMGM account today. Place a $25 point spread bet on the final game, and you'll receive a $10 site credit to use on college basketball. It's an awesome deal. Right now, you get $10 for free to bet on college hoops. If you're new to BetMGM, download the app and sign in now to jump into the action. Of course, the king of sportsbooks. Check it out. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, 21 years or older. But again, make a bet tonight. Get 10 bucks free to bet on college hoops as we welcome you back. And we welcome in all the new listeners and viewers here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. And this is every Monday an opportunity to step in Michael Lombardi's office. I call it kind of a therapy session for some of the luminaries of the game. So let's start. Nick Casario. So he just fired a second head coach. Of course, Cole last year, Lovey Smith. How do you set the general manager there in Houston straight? What would you say to him? Look, I think, Nick, you've been fortunate that, uh, you know, you've been able to survive two one-year head coaching hires. And I think at this point in your career, either you get to hire the guy or if the owner makes you hire somebody that you don't agree with, you might want to think about resigning because this doesn't look good on your resume, that you basically have fired a coach after one year. Now, look, I understand it's a complete disaster, and there's no alignment down in Houston right now. Partly, you've got to assume responsibility for that, because you have to educate your owner on what happens when you hire the wrong person, what happens when everybody's not aligned. I mean, there was no chance, and if you've listened to me talk, there was no chance that you and Lovey could ever see eye-to-eye on anything. You know, it, you're just raised differently. Doesn't make you right. Doesn't make lovey right. Doesn't make you wrong. Make lovey wrong. It's just the way it is. And so this hire better be somebody that you are aligned with completely. Now I know you wanted to hire Brian Flores at the last chance, and that lawsuit kind of threw a d- deterred all that. But as you go through this process, you better make sure you get that organization aligned, not on the same page. There's a difference. Being on the same page means everybody has a common goal. Alignment means everybody understands their job and the philosophy. You need to fix that. Okay. Nick Casario, of course, the general manager there with the Houston Texans. Get out of here. You got to go get ready for that number two overall draft pick. Sean McVay, to me, it feels like he's bailing on a team that can't win a Super Bowl, correct? I mean, after winning a championship, they fell to five and two. His future's in limbo. What would you say to Sean McVay? I would say, Sean, look, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. This is not going to be just a let's put a bow on it. Let's make a little adjustment here. Let's fine-tune the car over here. We're going to have to put the car in the shop. We're going to have to get it up on the lift, and we're going to have to remove move a lot of pieces around. And unless you are all in, unless you are committed, and this is going to be a lot of 4 o'clock wake-up calls, and we're going to be here till 10, 11 o'clock at night, this is going to take some time. And we got to have patience. We can't have a lot of veteran guys. We can't spend money on on that one guy. We can't spend money on that one guy over here. We're going to have to have a comprehensive program to develop talent because we've paid for. We have to pay for our sins of the past. Now those sins rewarded us with a Super Bowl, and we're certainly gracious for that, and we appreciate that. However, moving forward, we can't go down that road again. We can't go down that road again. It's too hard. I mean, it's essentially like we've lost 50 pounds and now we got we put it back on. Now we got to go lose it again. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to do it. It was too hard to get it off. We got to keep it off. So I think this is what we have to approach. And unless you're all in, unless you're willing to commit to five years, like I don't want to hear about you're willing to commit to next year. To me, that's insignificant. That's To me, if you're only willing to commit to next year, get the hell out. 
you got to be willing to commit to five years. We'll commit five years to you because you gave us a Super Bowl. But you got to commit to five, not one. Does it feel like, from McVay's perspective, a bit of a front-runner situation where he's bailing on a team now that's not prepared to win next year? I mean, he created the mess, right? So there's nothing that happens in Los Angeles that does it that he doesn't okay on, right? right? So when they decided to trade for Matthew Stafford, he called the owner, not Les Need. He said, "Hey, look, we can, I can only go so far with Jared Goff. I think I've taken him as far as I can. Matthew Stafford will get us the Super Bowl. I know we paid Goff a lot of money. I know we just redid his contract, but I think this gives us a chance to win a Super Bowl." And the owner said, "Go do it." So this is the, the mess he's made is his mess. Now, I say I use the term mess, but the reality of it is, is they want a Super Bowl. They deserve it. They, they, they stand there. But as I said on the podcast, there are so, solution-based decisions and there's sustainable-based decisions. What the Rams have done since McVay's gotten there have taken all solution-based decisions. They've wasted a lot of money, whether it's been Brandon Cook's contract, Todd Gurley's contract, Jared Goff's contract, draft, all that. But they got a Super Bowl. They got a Super Bowl. It would be interesting if, if Tarek had caught that pass last year in SoFi. If he would have caught that pass, where would he be today? Very interesting. Sean McVay, thanks for coming, bro. Appreciate you. Income sh- Sean Payton into Michael Lombardi's office. This will be interesting. We're going to have Michael and Sean watch Sean from yesterday's Fox broadcast to start. Go ahead. I think it's more, everyone's asked about that, like city or quarterback. I I think it's more about ownership and front office. I I think, look, there's no utopia. All these teams that we just saw Jay go through, they're all all moving on for reasons. And some of them, you got to be careful if it's not just the coach, that there's other problems that are deeper. So for me, it would be ownership and front office. Okay. I got two quick questions. One, uh, the flattery is really nice, what you said to us. One through ten, what are the chances you'll be here next year with us? Seven. <laughs> that was a weird question from your boy Strahan. Anywho, Sean Payton, he was doing his own PR on Fox yesterday for the next head coach. What would you say to Sean Payton? I think, Sean, you got the right approach. I mean, this is a league about ownership, and I think we see it more and more every single day. I think unless you can create an alignment with the ownership, it's impossible to create alignment in the organization because these owners listen to too many people. You know, these owners sit in the box with too many different people, and they're constantly getting flooded with bad information. And unless you can control who's talking to the owner, it's really challenging. You know, Bill Walsh had Eddie Eddie DeBarlow's ear. That's all they talked about. And when he talked to John McVeigh, God rest his soul, he got the same message he got from Walsh. There was no outside influences, and Eddie didn't talk to other people. Now we see owners with ex-players in the box. We see Jeff Saturday consulting. You know, to me, you've got to go somewhere where you have complete autonomy to align the organization. And it really isn't about the front office. It's about the owner. And I think you got that nailed down right. Now, when they give you all this, you're going to have a hard time getting out. I think you're right about this 7 out of 10 because – Denver has no draft picks to send to New Orleans. And New Orleans isn't going to let you go for a, a sixth-round pick. They're not going to let you go. They're not going to give you a $20 million contract and, oh, we'll throw New Orleans a sixth-round pick. Not going to happen. I mean, when you broke it down yesterday on Fox, Shula went for a high pick, and they had no rules for tampering back then. They had no rules. Joe Robbie tampered with Shula the whole time. They had no rules for tampering. So that's a different game. And, and Gruden went for how many picks? And he hadn't won a Super Bowl when he left. So I think you got to go somewhere where they have draft picks or else 
it's not going to happen. Now, that probably means, does it mean Carolina? Maybe. But that owner fire wasn't aligned. Does that mean Arizona? Have they ever been aligned? Have they ever been aligned in their entire Bidwell career? I don't know. I'm asking. And then Indianapolis, God bless you, go there. Okay, Sean Payton, get out the office and go start interviewing incoming Mark Murphy. He's the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers. 4-8 oh. start. They miss out on the postseason with the loss last night at Lambeau. Uh, to the Lions. I didn't even what would know you say to Mark this Murphy? One. Mark, Mark, Mark. Look, at some point, when are you going to understand that you can't subcontract the leadership role here? Like, you've lost three home playoff games in three years. You lost to Tampa. You had home field advantage. You lost that. You lost to you lost to San Francisco. You lost that one. And you lost the playoff game to the Detroit Lions. And you just got outcoached by Matt Campbell. I think it's time for you to take a look and say, what do you want to be? You want to keep running the team? I know you want to get in the Hall of Fame. But where are you going with this thing? Are you going to hire a true leader to be the head coach? Or are you going to keep subcontracting out? It's really, these three losses are on you. They're not on the floor. You have allowed him to do this. Has he developed an offense? Has he developed anything? When Aaron Rodgers goes out that door, are we a better organization than when, 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 he, when he leaves? I don't think so, and that's on you. So for new viewers and listeners of the Lombardi line, and today we add a bunch, you should understand that Michael Lombardi has a cousin named Big Daddy Vince, and he is the foremost Packer fan on the planet. And I believe he went, did he leave for vacation today just to get away went from to the Hawaii. Packers? Is that what Thank God. Yeah, he, yeah this so way they, he had cannot accuse him okay. of, they cannot accuse him of being in the, if anything happens in Green Bay, if the Lombardi statue gets torn down, or if anything happens up there, it's not Big Daddy's fault. How about, the Rodgers speculation, you know he loves the drama. He didn't want to give up his jersey to Jamal Williams last night because he said he wanted to keep that one. Maybe a retirement in the future for the drama game? I mean, I think, I, I mean, do you got to walk away from $50 million? Because <laughs> no, when not. you retire, when you retire in the NFL, you got to give money back. I, I, players never like writing checks back. I, now, I don't know what the language is on that check, on that contract. If there's no retirement repay, then maybe he could walk. I would like it to make it very clear. If ever in the future I have an opportunity to stay or walk away from 50 mil, I'm going to stick around. Next, let's get out in front of these line moves as far as wildcard weekend. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.